Learn how to build your faith in God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the Senior Pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's the bright and the morning star. Glory to God. He's the only begotten of the Father. He said he's the light that has lighted all the men that have come into this earth. Hallelujah. You cannot have Jesus in your life and darkness is still in you. He's the light of the world. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you are glad to have Jesus in your life this morning? Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. My, my prayer for us is that we will keep growing in the knowledge. That means in the revelation knowledge of who Jesus is. There's nothing as bad as having something and not knowing how powerful what you have is. It's one thing to have something, another thing to understand what you have. I pray that our eyes will be opened to understand the revelation of Jesus. There's no problem on this earth that is not solved in Jesus. There's no problem. What happens to us most times is that we are competing from keeping our eyes on Jesus and also keeping our eyes on other things. And that's what happened to Peter when he was walking on water. The Bible said the moment he removed his eyes from Jesus, he began to sink. Hallelujah. You have two options at every time. Either to keep your eyes on Jesus or to be looking at what's happening in this world. If you look at what's happening in this world, you will sink. That's just what's going to happen. But if you remove your eyes from what's happening in this world and keep your eyes on Jesus, you will walk on water. Hallelujah. You will walk on water. You know what that means? That means you'll be doing the impossible. You'll be doing the unusual. That will be your story in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Is somebody excited this morning? Come on, give the Lord one more time. A big, big, big praise. Woo! Glory to God. Give somebody a handshake. Give somebody a hug if they allow you. <laughs> Just shake them, welcome them to church. Glory to God. Amen, amen, amen. How many are enjoying this series so far, University? <laughs> if, you, if you are the kind of person that, um, I don't like how I'm sounding, I'm just pretending it's okay. I don't know whether it's the monitors, I don't know where, the, where I'm not feeling it. But if you are the kind of person that usually miss midweek services, you're missing a whole bulk of this series because we're doing a good chunk of it in the midweek services. Hallelujah. And in case you've not noticed, we have some new prints on the window, so... Go and read it on the, is it window or call it? The glass outside, Sha. Is it window? Can I call it window? I thought window has to be opening to be window. The glass, Sha, on, on, in this tent. So if you, yeah, we wrote some temperaments of some, um, some of the Bible characters. You see, um, see, studying yourself, the reason why it's important to study yourself is that it helps you to, to be more productive in life. You can maximize your strengths you can also manage your weaknesses. Is somebody getting this? 
Because this is what life is made out of. Maximizing your strengths, managing your weaknesses. Some people maximize their strengths, but they ignore their weaknesses, and the weakness come and close the shop of their strengths. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. That happens a lot. Some people even ignore their strengths, focus on their weaknesses. And this doesn't help you to grow. So the key about university, about studying you, is that you can maximize your strengths, you can manage your weaknesses, and you have a more productive life. Because all the Bible characters, they all have strengths and weaknesses. Do you understand? That's why they give us the full gist of them. They all have strengths and weaknesses. And we're also looking at how you can control those two things. So it's a very useful series for all of us, our study of self. We spend years in, in, in normal universities studying medicine, studying geography, studying science, but we've neglected to study ourselves, which is the greatest study we can do, the study of you, university. Hallelujah. So we looked at some Bible characters. I don't want to waste time on that, but we're doing that also in the midweek. Don't miss it. You have, everybody has temperament types. You'll be amazed at how predictable you are. You know, as human beings, we want to feel we are special, I'm different. Yes, in a way, we are all different, but the truth is that you are very predictable. You have some certain um, characteristics that is universal. You are very, very predictable. You will be, you, be amazed at how predictable you are. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? And if you can know these things, you can, you can walk with it. You can walk with it. Praise God. You can walk with it. This is what makes, you know, white people a bit advantaged because they naturally research. They, they like scientific studies, so they will research things. So it's not that hurricane is coming or is not coming. The fact that they have known ahead just gives them an edge. Do you understand? Okay, that, oh, this city is going to be flooded in a few months, so we evacuate. That's simple. We make arrangements. There's already rescue services. There are boats. There are everything. But Nigeria, or black people generally, we will just be doing our thing, going to the market, fixing wedding, fixing party, and we'll just see hurricanes say, ah! Mugbe. Our enemy is at work. We will just there suddenly begin to prepare. I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying. So that's why. Um, are we ready, Femi? Good. I want us to quickly do something. Uh, I can't waste too much time on it, but I'll take two minutes to do it. Um, go to Slido. Um, those of you that have been, come to meetings, we do something with Slido. It's a open your phone. Go to your browser. Please don't use this opportunity to go to Instagram or just... Because some people, you know, human beings, they have no self-control. Once they open phone now, they will start checking their email, checking uh, likes. Go to Slido. Please tell me what makes you happy, as, as short as possible. Nobody will know you, all right? Um, the, app, the app we use in Slido, this is the um, event code. So when you open Slido, you see event code. Type in this hashtag, U-Y-O-U-M. Um, and just write what makes you happy. Nobody will know you. You're going to be totally anonymous. All right? Open the Slido app on your browser. Just type that on your browser. Does it work? Have you guys tried it yourself? Oh, yeah. Right? So quickly tell me, as short as possible, what makes you happy. I need somebody to read, read some for me. Who, who did the reading for me? What makes you happy? You sitting alone makes you happy, obviously. <laughs> because you passed everybody. I went to sit in one corner. Where's Lola? Lola is your husband I'm talking about. Are we ready, guys? Read some for me. Do you have any? Yeah. All right. Um, one here says peace. Eh? Peace. Peace. Good. Money. Money. Mm -hmm. Food. Food, yes. Another one, money. 
Okay. Money. <laughs> Food. Uh-huh. Helping others to be happy. Yeah. Financial abundance. Mm, that's the money. Uh, free data. <laughs> money. Yes. Achievements. Yes. Stability. Mm. Working. Mm-hmm. Helping people. Mm-hmm. Love. Family. Peace of mind. Money. Music. Being loved and accepted. Spending money on people I love. Mm. Peace of mind. Hope, hope you love me. <laughs> <laughs> Productivity. Mm. Project makes me happy. Projects. Projects, yes. Uh, those of you that Wednesday, you know who that person is? What temperament? What temperament is that? If you didn't come for Wednesday services, eh, you are, you, you're not enjoying this series. Just know. Just know. Go ahead. Music. Wait, who, who temperament is that one? Eh? Ah, you should know now. Music. Go ahead. Go ahead. Being around people I'm comfortable with. Who is this one? Go ahead. Time alone with friends. Who is this one? Fleck or Melcha. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Eating good food. Mm, we all know who that one is. Making others happy. My walk. <laughs> Love. Soccer, money, okay. Fam- family. Okay, it's enough. You put up, put away your phones now, everybody. It's enough. Some people, some people have started browsing other things. Everybody, drop your phone. We are, we are done with that side. Okay, let me go. Let me go to what I'm going to say. Um, in case you've not noticed, most people's lives, in fact, all of us, our lives are controlled by our desire or pursuit of happiness. Our lives are controlled by that. It's just as simple as that. Um, everything we are doing, everything we are doing is either to pursue happiness or to remove unhappiness. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Every single thing you do, every single thing you do is to pursue happiness. That's why you are doing it. It's either you are directly pursuing happiness or you are doing something that you feel will remove unhappiness, which is still pursuing happiness. Everything you do, if you check it. Why do you pick one meal over another meal? It's because you feel this meal is what will make you happy. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Why do you dress the way you dress? Now, if you dress, there are two kinds of ways you can, you can dress how you dress. Number one is that you might dress the way you like, that makes you comfortable. You are doing that because it will make you happy. If you're a kind of person that dresses to impress other people, same thing. You are dressing to impress other people because you believe that if you impress other people, it will make you what? Happy. That's the way you're going. So whether your actions are right or wrong is predicated on one fact. You are chasing your happiness. Now, some people chase it the wrong way, definitely. But what you are trying to achieve is that you want to be happy. If you are looking for attention, the reason is because you believe that that attention will make you happy. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. So you are chasing happiness, whether I like it or not. You are chasing happiness. And what is the problem with this? 
the problem is that even though happiness is quite important, how you go about it is importanter. I'll say that again. Though being happy or chasing happiness is important, how you go about it is more important. How you go about it is more important. And this is what has happened to many people. They believe they've become so desperate to be happy, they are ready to go about it anyhow. And at the end of the day, they end up not being happy because of the way. Because the way you chase the happiness can totally take you. Let me give you a rough example. You notice that everybody mentioned money, 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 money. All of you mentioning money, listen, it's not money that makes you happy. Is that you believe if you have money, you can do something that will make you happy. Because cash itself doesn't make you happy. What happens is that you believe, some of you, that if you have a lot of money tied down, it will give you security. So what you want is security. I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying. What you want is security. So in your mind, because what I'm really dealing with is how your mind is processing or telling you about happiness. That's what I'm trying to deal with. Because your mind is telling you that if I have money, I'll be so relaxed. There's a guy in the Bible that was like that. He said, um, you know, my, my bands were increasing. He said, what will I do? He said, I will break down this, my small bands. I will build bigger bands and I will store all my money. And I will tell myself, so? The guy was a madman. But this is how human beings think. He was chasing his own happiness. He said, I would tell my mind, my soul. I said, soul, rest, relax. He said, thou hast treasures laid up for many years. Eat, drink, and be what? Merry. Happiness. Let's look at it. He said, he said, this will I do. I will pull down my bands and build greater. And there will I bestow what? All my fruits and my goods. This, this human nature right here. Oh my good, oh my good. So that I will say to my soul, soul, <laughs> thou hast much goods laid up for what? Many years. You see the security. He wanted the security of knowing that his needs are met for many years. It's, it's, it's the same way most human beings are. That's why people steal the way they steal in our government. It doesn't make sense. I understand that if you're in government, your, your, your position should give you some privileges. I understand that. But the way people are stealing it, you notice why it has gone past basic privilege. Why is, is, he won't, he, they're looking for, they won't tell their soul, soul. Go back. He said, soul, that has many good over many years. He said, um, take thine ease. <laughs> take thine ease. Relax. You see, you see, and the, 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 the seductive and trickish thing about happiness is that it paints a lot of pictures to you that are not true. Many of you think, if I have so much money that I don't have to go to work again, I'll be happy. Now, that is what you think. But that's not the truth. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. This is what your mind will tell you. That if I just have these things... But if you check in your short life, I'm going to come back to where I'm going. If you check in your short life, haven't there been many things that promised you happiness and when you got there, it didn't, didn't last? If you check your life, there are many things. If I buy this dress, I don't have a problem again in this life. I don't even care who wins the election. I don't care anything. Let the world end. If I buy this dress, if I buy these shoes, 
Or if I marry this person, or if I get this job, I won't have problem again. It's the same thing. And you got that job, married, married that person, um, had that child, bought that shoe, bought that dress, and in a matter of, in a short time after that, you found out you were not what? As happy as the thing promised. It's human nature. There are many things you are postponing your happiness, saying, when I get there, when I do that, when this happens, and I'm telling you right now for free, that's not going to happen. Because those things in themselves never give happiness. They only promise happiness. And you are chasing them passionately. You are chasing them passionately because you have you to have that, you have believed, you have bought that lie. That if I do that, I'll be happy. Let's go, let's finish it. I like that story. So take that ease. Eat, drink, and be what? Happy. Eat, drink, and be happy. <laughs> let's see what Jesus told the guy. But God said unto him, you fool, you fool, this night, your soul, that soul you were talking to, <laughs> shall be required of you. He said, then whose shall those things be which you have what provided? We're all chasing happiness, everything you're doing. Why do you want to be slim? <laughs> I'll be happier and more men will pay attention to me. There are many slim girls that are still not married, no reasonable boyfriend, nothing. So, can I free you before you get slim? <laughs> From unhappiness. Why do you want to get the car? Why do you want to get the job? Oh, yeah, I'll be able to afford a lot of things in your mind that will make you happy. But I can tell you that people that already have those things and are depressed. So at every point in time, you have the option of, because you are always being influenced. The question is, who is influencing you? We'll all be influenced. There's nothing like free thinker. You are somebody, something is influencing your thoughts at every time. Something. And, and this is the problem with very intelligent people sometimes. They, 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 they get pride from that they've made a decision. They've made, they have pride from that they've thought about something and they've come up with something very unique. They've come up with a lot of wisdom. <laughs> it happens to a lot of our wise people. I, I, I watched one of our very intelligent people in Nigeria talk about religion. They were just talking of key. I just laughing. You see, when you get too wise... That you, you don't want to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. So you have options. You are either influenced by other people's thoughts, thought patterns. So maybe other great people you like, their own philosophy about money, marriage. If they are entertainers, we all know what entertainers sell now. If you watch their musical videos or their lifestyle, their Instagram pages, what do they portray? Wealth. You know, hey, I'm drinking champagne. And you say, these things actually influence people. Oh. So there are many people that now equate happiness to lodging in that kind of hotel, drinking champagne, you know, driving that car. Let me tell you a secret. That guy in that post, driving that car, drinking champagne, let me tell you something right now, he is not happy. He is tying his happiness to impressing you. 
not knowing that you are taking him seriously to be happy. <laughs> Most times they are not happy. They are just doing those things for sure. Because they too learnt it from the people before them. So you are either being influenced by people around you or before you that you admire or people you grew up with. And the problem with that is that in this life, we are all pilgrims. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says we are pilgrims. So what this means is that in this life, all of us are visitors. So what you are doing is that you are taking direction from somebody that has not been here before. You know, when you ask somebody for direction in a place, you can meet somebody that knows the way that directs you. Once in a while, you run into somebody that tells you, I don't live here. Have you, have you, have you happened to you before? You ask for the, you ask for the, said, and that person says, I don't live here. He, total, he has agreed that he's not in a position to help you. What happens in this world is that you're asking somebody that doesn't live here how to live here. He too doesn't know. Anything he's telling you is speculation and assumption. It's too risky to build your life on what another visitor like you is saying. He doesn't know. He's pretending to know because that gives him superiority over you. But the honest truth is that all of us are pilgrims. And that's what Jesus was trying to show that today your, soul, your, vis- your visitation has expired. That was just a attention. That you're a visitor. You're a pilgrim. You have no clue how to live. You have no clue. All the people you admire, whether they are great entertainers, great musicians, great um, um, actors, great um, scholars, great educationalists, great athletes, great um, politicians, whoever you admire, I'm here to tell you, if he's a mortal man like you, he's a visitor and he's doing guesswork. He has no clue how to live. He's not in a position to tell you how to live. He's a pilgrim or a visitor like you. Second option is for you to try to be influencing yourself. That one is even worse. So you are trying to use your, your own experiences and your own knowledge to define God, to define how life should be. That's useless. Because your experiences are so limited. How many countries have you been in? How many realities do you have? If you were raised by rich parents, then you don't know what it means to be raised by poor parents. If you were raised by poor parents, you don't know what it means to be raised by middle-class parents. You don't know. If you went to school in Nigeria, you don't know what it means to go to school in America. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Your experiences so limited, too small to be the one talking to us. You should be humble enough to at least know that. Okay, you have married a mad woman. That means you don't know what it means to marry a sensible woman. You have married a sensible woman. That means you don't know what it is to marry a mad woman. You have married a madman, you do the same thing. You don't know what it means to marry a normal man. And if you get what I'm saying, if you are rich, then you don't know what it means to be poor. If you are poor, then you don't know what it means to be rich. There are two different realities. This is part of the reason why God said you can't judge people because you really have not walked in their shoes. You have no clue. There's so much wisdom. I'm, I'm going to come to that. Where are we supposed to get wisdom from? There's so much wisdom from the word of God. Why are we getting wisdom from the word of God? Because the word of God is God's thoughts. That's the best person to tell us how to live. I'm too small to tell you how to live. This is my first time in life. Or is anybody here been here before? This is my own first time. So I'm too small to be the one directing myself. And I'm too small to be the one directing you. 
The person that should direct us is the creator of the life itself. That's why he's the one that intervened in that guy's story and said, you fool. This is not what I said. This is not how I said you should do it. Somebody getting this? So your great scholars are too small to be the one telling you. Even you, you are too small to be the one directing you. As a pilgrim, the person we should be asking is the owner of the place. And there's so much wisdom. Like I said, one of the things I mentioned, that's why I said you, you, you should not judge people. Judging people doesn't mean you can't say this is wrong or this is not right. Just try to say you can't really make a good statement or a good assessment of the whole story because you don't know the whole story. What makes a judge a judge in the, in the court is that he hears what? The whole story. He hears everybody's parts. No judge is going to make a, a, a pass a judgment without hearing the accused. In Nigeria, once you accuse somebody of something, everybody just jump. You know, people were pressuring me those days when um, there was that allegation thing. That was your say. What's my say? Am I, have I heard both sides? Have I investigated? Anybody talking, just talking trash because they don't know. They don't have facts. All they heard is one person's story. Maybe it's an emotional story. But you, you, you are not in a position to make a comment until you hear the other person's story. Now, of course, I don't know who is right or wrong. I don't know. I've never investigated. After I do investigation, if you want me to talk, then you have to empower me, scratch me a check. <laughs> then I'll go and do investigative journalism. I'll go to the place and go and ask people in the neighborhood, did you know anything? That, that's how it's done. You cannot just make a comment. On oh, what? Was I there? Were you there? Two of us were not there. I'm not saying something is true or is not true. I, I don't know that. But I'm just trying to say most times as human beings, we, we tend to just quickly jump on anything we see. No. That's what, that's what God was trying to say by don't judge. It wasn't trying to say something is wrong. Of course, um, uh, uh, you know, some things are clearly wrong. But have you, did, you, did you know? And what makes a judge a judge in a court is that he hears everybody's side. He hears everybody's side. That's what makes him a judge. That's why God says you cannot judge because usually you've not heard the side, the whole story. Any statement you make will be used against you. Because you've not heard the whole story. How many of you have judged the case that you didn't hear the story? And when you heard the whole story, you had to retrace your, track your words. Happened to me too many times. Especially as a pastor. Someone come and say, Pastor, my wife is useless. I'm divorced. And I'll be very angry. Why would this woman do this? By the time I hear her side of the story, I find out it's not, it's not how he painted it. Because nobody comes to court and paints themselves bad. And that's in the Bible, I hope you know. It's in the Bible. You see, see, there's too much wisdom in the word of God. Too much wisdom. There's no issue of life that is not addressed in the scripture. None. The Bible says it, that nobody comes and pays and says bad. Everybody comes and presents a good story until the other person comes and gives a balance to the story. I wish they can find the scripture for me. There's nothing that's not addressed in this Bible. Nothing. And a lot of the wisdom here might not be popular which means that a lot of people might not know it. But we are all pressured to do what everybody's doing because we want to fit, fit in. So we're all pilgrims. Your scholar mentor, your um, um, role model, or whatever it is, the person you admire is not in a position to tell you how to live life, except he's consulting the master of life itself. If he's consulting the master of life and he's saying what he's saying based on wisdom from the master of life, then that's fine. If he's saying it based on just his experience, if he's saying it based on just what he thinks, it's too risky for all of us to base our life on just what you think. You know why? Because what you think can change. 
your reality can change. Your opinion can change. Your perspective can change. But there's one person that they say his own perspectives never changes. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Look at, it, look at the scripture here. I like it. It said, the first to speak in court does what? Sounds right. Until the what? Cross-examination begins. It's in the Bible. But there's nothing that pains me as much as seeing Christians that don't know the Bible. It pains me. Because from what most Christians say, it shows that they don't, they don't know a thing. I know this one. So I can't just talk. Somebody said they beat me, okay? But we have to talk to the bitter and the bitty. I can't just begin to shoot the bitter. If you even have children alone, you should have this sense. If you have two children. Mommy! That's a beat me! And that's a come here. Why did you beat her? Say she pulled my ear. You see, that, that, that fact wasn't said before. That fact wasn't put there before. If you just go and start beating the other one, you'll be a very bad parent. It's there. It's there in the Bible. There's no wisdom. So the, what I'm saying in summary is that if you want to be happy, which is what you want, which is everything, everything you're doing is this happiness you're chasing. Everything you're doing is happiness. You're, you, you have a feeling that what you're doing will make you happy. Whether it's money or clothes or house, you have a feeling that if you live in your own house, it will make you not to pay rent. And you not paying rent will make you happy. For some of you, you not paying rent will mean you will have more money and that will make you to be happy. For you, you not paying rent will mean you have more money and you can spend this more money on a vacation. And you think a vacation make you happy. Everything you are doing is in pursuit of happiness. So if you really want to be happy, what you should do is follow the wisdom of God because that is what the whole scripture is packaged to do, to make you happy. But some of the route or the ways he will ask you to go about it might not be common, might not be popular, might not be natural to you. He might need to ask you to do something you were not thinking of doing. Let me move forward a bit. One of the things your happiness can't depend on is that it can't depend on other people. Your happiness can't depend on other people. The reason is simple. Because you can't control other people's reaction. God never tied your happiness to other people. You know why? Because you can't control other people's reaction. It's not up to you how other people treat you. However, God gives us wisdom on how, on how we should react when we are treated in certain ways. What do I mean? If God tells you to do something, your family might not like it. If you are living your life based on what your family likes, you will not be happy. Now, they might be happy, but you will not be happy. Because they might not like when you want to do the right thing. I don't know if you know what I'm saying. When I told my dad, uh, by the way, my dad passed on a few days ago, passed to glory. Yeah. <laughs> it's an old mighty celebration. Uh, it is something years old, and he lived well. At least he gave back to me, so he has succeeded. <laughs> Praise God. So, um, what was I saying for? 
Okay, well, so when I told my, my dad that I was called to ministry and I was going to be a pastor, he didn't like it. In fact, what happened was that when I got born again and I got called to ministry, God told me specifically that I should go and tell my parents, you know. He said, honor your father and your mother, so you need to tell them. I said, okay, good. So I went to tell them. And I assumed that God telling him to go and tell them means they'll be very excited. That's what I assumed. So I went and I told them that, oh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not even planning to go to school right now. I just want to go and do ministry. I'll go to Bible school and do ministry. I thought it would be happy for me. Me being a bad boy now changed to be a pastor. I thought they'll be, they'll be ecstatic. They'll be like, wow, praise God. No. They were like, no, don't try it. Don't, don't do that. They were not happy about that I was going to do ministry. In fact, they called one of my uncles that came from UK to come and talk to me. The guy said, no, don't do that. Go to school and just go and get a job. That there are many great pastors that are, that are working part-time. You see, people have their own idea of how you should run your life. So you must be careful. Your happiness is never tied to people. You must understand this. Because some of them, some of them, <laughs> hallelujah, thank you for that one person clapping there. <laughs> you see, because their own reality is not your reality. Their path might not be your path. They tried to convince me. They said, no, don't do it, don't do it. Now, a few years after, when the ministry was not, this is what I'm telling about people, people can change their mind. You can't build on people. A few years after, ministry was now doing well. I was now on TV. So anytime I go to the village and go out with my dad, everywhere he goes, he's going to introduce me that, this is my son, Kinko. That's what they call me, Kinko. He's Kingsley. He's a pastor in Lagos. He's on TV. You don't know him? Everywhere. He's the one introducing me like that. You see, that's the same person that didn't want me to do ministry. I don't know what I'm saying. That's how people are. And if you notice, Jesus never lived for people. In fact, he said he understood how people were. So sometimes they say, be given us bread and fish. Let's forget this ministry thing. Let's open bakery. <laughs> it will sell. If you don't have a strong sense of identity from God, people will make you turn to what you are not. And that's what happened to many human beings today. Because they thought if I, if I adjust to what these people like, I'll be happy if they like me. And you adjust and find out that they still don't like you. That's why I'm sure some girls are going naked. They're trying to be what everybody is doing. So start opening all your cloth, start snapping. I see people that are supposed to be Christians. You see their profile, Jesus baby. Jesus chaser, God lover. And you are showing everything like this. Even, 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 even some comedians and, and, and uh, entertainers that are even Christian, but because there's pressure to get likes, to get views, they will start showing vulgar, putting up vulgar videos, putting up vulgar pictures, because the pressure of this world to be liked. <laughs> because that's what that thing is like. And that's, that's many human beings' pressure, to be liked. So anything that will bring likes, even if it means turning yourself to a dog, it will bring likes. This is what people are doing. So people that are supposed to be Christians, brought up in God's house, brought up in churches, if you look at their pages, you can't get a sense of Christ. And there's nothing wrong with being funny. I'm, 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 fun, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm funnier than many comedians. That's the honest truth. I'm not trying to be proud. Uh, it's, just, it's not pride. And it's not, not because I'm smart. It's a natural gift that I have. So what I'm saying is that it, being funny has nothing to do with being lewd. Or being vulgar. You can be funny without... So, the pressure comes on them. Even the ones that are supposed to be Christians, they get the pressure because sexual jokes get more views, get more likes. So they start posting rubbish on their own page. So what's, what's wrong with you? Because peer pressure doesn't have respect age. There's some old men doing things because that's what everybody wants. 
views. <laughs> By who? The clown you are chasing is like, he doesn't even like himself. You see, this is, you, your happiness can't depend on another person. The person you are waiting for to like you doesn't even like himself. Of what value is his like? What's the worth of his approval? He doesn't even like himself. You, another pilgrim can't validate you as a pilgrim. You need the validation of God. That's what you need. A superior person. So your happiness can be tied to another person. You can't, react, you can't determine how people treat you. You can't determine um, whether somebody will love you or not. You can't determine whether somebody will treat you right. You can't determine whether somebody will appreciate what you are doing. They might not appreciate it. It might be a good thing. They might not. Jesus, when he was dying for people, they were killing him. Imagine if he was basing his decision to die on people's, uh, you know, this, that appreciation of it. He would definitely not have what? Died. Remember, his last prayer was the Lord, forgive them. This one's no, no. What's up? You see, he still did what he had to do because his father had sent him to do it. A superior person. He couldn't, the pilgrims too don't know the value of, how many of you, when you were in primary school, you hated your mass teacher? Today, many years after, you appreciate. So imagine if the mass teacher was doing his job dependent on the students liking him. I don't know if you're getting the point. They love you living like that. The people that you're making to like you today, later they will hate you. Some of you, the way you're raising your children, children will hate you when they grow. Because you didn't put any discipline in them. You were giving them everything they want. Say, he should not cry. Let Junior not cry. Let Junior cry. So that he won't cry as a senior. Let him cry. Because if you don't have the boldness to discipline him now, he will go out there in life and disgrace himself. Because he has no self-control, no delayed gratification. Every, when he was young, everything he wanted, they gave him when he wanted it. Ask my wife, oh, I trained my cry. What's, what's in cry we've not seen before? Be crying, cry very well. Clear your lungs. Not going to solve anything. Not going to solve anything. Are you here, somebody? Wow, I'm trying to rush as much as I can. There's so much inside this. So it's not dependent on other people. You can't focus on other people. People might not treat you right. They might not love you. They might not accept you. They might not appreciate what you're doing today. Your eyes must be on the main person, which is God. This is how to be happy in this life. You can't see. Some of you, to be honest with you, <laughs> one of my daughters, I'm sure, I believe she was joking. I believe she was joking. But I was asking a question about tattoo on my page yesterday. And she wrote, ah, she wants to tattoo the, the name of her husband. And my mind, <laughs> I said, that might not be a great idea. Because, to be honest with you, yes, we hope you marry right. We hope your husband stays to the end. But the truth is that we cannot guarantee he has a right to be a useless husband. I'm see, see, a lot of people's unhappiness is tied to the fact that they are putting their own happiness on somebody else. You, your spouse should be making you happy, but just that we can't guarantee that they will do that. Your happiness can't be tied to anybody except God.
It can't. Because people, people just disappoint. People are people. It's too much pressure to expect somebody to be perfect for you all the time. People are just people. People are just people. They have their own issues. They have their own weaknesses. You know that people like that, I think pastors are perfect. My brother, don't put your happiness on me. I'm a human being. Sometimes I don't feel like a pastor. It's too much pressure. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Not a, uh, I'm not going to church again because that pastor disappointed me. My sister, you were looking at the wrong person. Jesus never disappoints. Hallelujah. Never disappoints. Too much pressure on a human being. Ah, I don't have time. Let me steal five minutes. So your happiness can be unhappable. What are a few things you're happy? Other things you should not do. Number one, don't compare. From next week, I'll go into what really will make you happy. Number one here, don't compare yourself with other people. I think I should just leave this thing next week. Okay, if I enter it, there are three of them. Don't compare yourself with other people. That will make you unhappy. I want to be like, I want to be like, is what puts Satan in trouble. It will also put you in trouble. I want to have what this person has. So the baseline is this. If you want to be happy, um, start reading the Bible and start obeying the Bible. That's how to be happy. And the Bible has addressed how we should treat everybody and everything. It's addressed in the Bible. The Bible has addressed how you should treat your husband. He has addressed how you should treat your wife. It has addressed how you should treat your children. It has addressed how you should treat your parents. It has addressed how you should treat your enemies. It has addressed how you should treat your friends. It's all there. It has addressed how you should treat money. It has addressed it. One of the things it says is that labor not to be rich. What's that saying? It's not saying you should not be rich. It's saying the purpose of your hustle should not be to be rich. And this is what the average human being does. See, you, I, I'll, I'll talk about this more next week. You must differentiate what is popular from what is right. Most human beings are living for what's popular. And what's popular? Hey, hustle, make you this one hustle. Hmm. Those things generate more momentum because it, is, it's, 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 it, it resonates with most human beings. It doesn't mean it's right. It doesn't mean it's right. And one of the freedoms you must give yourself is the freedom to do what is right. That is what freedom really is. Freedom is not you can do anything you want. Many people confuse freedom. Freedom is not you can do anything you want. Freedom is that you are free to do what is what? Right. Not like you can't do anything you want. Anybody that has told you that, that you can get to a stage in your life, you can do anything you want, is lying to you because when you do anything you want, you will want what will kill you. I will end with this guy's story. How many of you, if you're watching international news, there's a billionaire that just committed suicide? I'll end with that. There are too many things I want to say, but no time. There's no way I'll catch up with the time. The reason why the story struck me again a bit was that because I was in America when um, the story first broke, so I followed the story then. This guy is a billionaire. <laughs> As in, real billionaire. He had money, 
Apart from having money, he had friends. Presidents were his friends. Bill Clinton flies with him on his private jet. The guy had private jet. And Bill Clinton is his guy. They fly together. They go on groove. You know the way you and your friend go to VI? <laughs> him and Bill Clinton, ex-president, they'll say, more groove, go Tokyo. And they will enter plane and groove. Donald Trump was his, is his friend. You see, this, he, he, had, he had top guys. So he was powerful. He was rich. He, I, mean, I mean, he owned an island. He doesn't go for island for vacation. He owned one. <laughs> and people come there to relax with him. He was rich. He, he had houses in, in the major cities. So he had a house in Palm Beach, Florida. That's the high end place. It's like having a house in Banana Island in Lagos. Palm Beach, Florida. He had in New York, a mansion in New York. To have a flat in New York, you have to be rich. This guy had a mansion in New York. And in other major cities, Paris. You know, there's some fear you think if I have that, I'll be happy. That I'm telling you. People do this thing because they think they'll be happy. And I can tell you for free, nothing here on this earth will make you happy. There's nothing here. They will all promise you. They are all like bad boyfriends. They will promise you marriage. Useless your life. And not deliver. The guy was so rich. But when you get that rich, and you don't have a strong purpose for the wealth, he started indulging in whatever he wanted. I had to mention I want to read to you, but no time. We're going to do all this next week. I had to mention I want to read to you. He started carrying small girls. That was his, his fetish. That was what he liked. You know, having sexual relations with small girls, as underage girls, teenagers, 13, 14, and all that. That's what he liked. You see, that's what the devil tells you, do what you want. No, don't do what you want. Don't do what you want. It's a lie. Don't do what you want. Or don't do just anything you want. It must be in line with scripture. If not, to get you in trouble. They arrested him. They caught him and arrested him. He bribed his way out of it. So they gave him a sentence, but it was a light sentence. He was going to walk from prison. You see, when you are that rich, when presidents roll with you, who judge wants to send you to prison? They'll just send you to your house. He was rolling from home, going to, pre- going to work, <laughs> driving his, his big cars. But many years after the case came up again, they caught him again. Because what the devil doesn't tell you when he tells you to do what you want, he doesn't tell you that after a while, those things will take over your life. He doesn't tell you. That it becomes a habit you can't control. All smokers started by one drag. Today they can't stop. All prostitutes were once virgins. They were once virgins. They crossed the line they couldn't cross back. The case came up again. They caught him this time, and this time they were, was going to go to prison. He couldn't stand. He's 66 years old, billionaire. He, this guy has everything many of us dream about. He had to commit suicide. When you are seeing people like this killing themselves, you better just know that they are, they are all pilgrims. Before today, I'm sure many people were looking up to him as the life they want to have. That's why you must be careful about saying, I want to be like this person. No, you don't. Because you really don't know their story. Want to be like Jesus. 
Are you here, somebody? Can't want to be like on that pilgrim. He too doesn't, he hasn't figured out his own journey yet. He's still figuring it out. Somebody getting what I'm saying? We'll continue next week. But my prayer for you is that you will find true happiness in the name of Jesus. You will not be caught in the cycle of, of hustle, in that cycle of confusion, in that cycle of popular opinion, in the name of Jesus. And I pray that you find a deep relationship with Christ. You will know him the way he knows you, in the name of Jesus. Your heart will beat for the things of God. You will put your attention on things above and not on things on the earth. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a big hand. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412. Or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org. David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.